time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Good morning, Hornets fans. On this April 6th, 2016, the Hive O'Clock Alarm here. I'm Doug Branson. Thanks for listening. Unfortunately, the Hornets got off to a slow start again last night. They lose to the Raptors 96-90. We, you know, we knew that this stretch was going to be difficult for the Hornets. Playing the top two teams in the East, and you know, neither team decided to rest. Well, the Cavaliers rested Kyrie, but they gave LeBron 40-plus minutes. So neither team was really looking to give the Hornets any kind of advantage. Both teams, I think, took the opportunity to really get ready for the playoffs, and unfortunately, the Hornets could not rise to the challenge. And a lot of it had to do with how the Hornets got the game started the first quarter. In this Raptors game, the Hornets score 16, the Raptors score 26. So they're they're already in a 10-point hole before we get to the second quarter. And that's an issue. That's an issue when you play any team, but that's definitely going to be an issue when you play a team as talented as the Toronto Raptors or the Cleveland Cavaliers. And as they get ready for the playoffs, it's certainly an issue. I mean, if you look across the entire season, the Hornet when they win ball games, they win the first quarter, plus three in the first quarter in victories. When they lose ball games, they are minus four in the first quarter. That is a, a tremendous margin. When they lose games, they are dead last in field goal percentage in the first quarter in those losses. So they're not shooting the ball well. They're not shooting the ball well inside in those games where they lose the first quarter. And it's an issue. I think overall this game really highlighted an issue that the Hornets have had all season, and that's they don't have a tremendous physical presence inside. A lot of the the money that they've made this season has been finesse, quickness to get inside, and we saw that in the fourth quarter with Kimball Walker and Jeremy Lin slicing up the Toronto defense and, and getting layups that way or in transition. But in terms of being able to just physically outmatch your opponent with your offense, the Hornets have not been able to do that. Cody Zeller is not a back-down center. Al Jefferson has struggled to find a rhythm inside. And I don't know what that means for the playoffs yet, but it can't be a great thing. And we saw Bismack Biombo, just like Hassan Whiteside before him, and Serge Ibaka in the games that they played against Oklahoma City be able to use their ability to block shots to really dictate what they wanted the Charlotte Hornets offense to do. And again, you saw the same kind of issue that the Hornets had against Hassan Whiteside, which is one pass, go straight up, get blocked. And they went back to the well. And they couldn't find a way to move Bismack away from the basket And Bismack said after this game, 
he said, I, I, I've studied this team. I know this team. I knew what was coming before they, before they did it. And that's how I was, you know, that's how he was able to be effective on defense. So this offense, I think there, there's a certain feeling among certain rim protectors that this offense can be figured out. And I think, you know, moving forward, that's, that's definitely an issue. Let's go back to the box score, though. There were some positives to take away from this game. I think that, you know, any time you can uh, fight back late in the game like they did, and Kimball Walker, who struggled to shoot in that first half, I, mean, I think he went 0-7 for 7 before scoring a field goal, but he did pick things back up. He did hit some amazing shots in that fourth quarter. He scores 11 points on 4 of 16 shooting. Jeremy Lin, of course, the Raptor killer, 5 of 11 from the field, 21 points, 4 of 6 from beyond the arc. He really was the saving grace for the Hornets offense. Without that three-point shooting, the Hornets would have really been in trouble. And then Jeremy Lin getting to the line as well, 7 of 8 from uh, uh, behind the line. Marvin Williams and Courtney Lee both going 5 of 11 from the field. Marvin hits three three-pointers. You know, again, but you have to look on the defensive end. For Toronto, they were able to really, especially those guards, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, really able to do whatever they wanted to, when they wanted to. 26 points for DeRozan, 21 points for Kyle Lowry. And look, the Hornets, you know, looking ahead, they only have one more game against a uh, above 500 team, and that's the Boston Celtics. And the Celtics run out two guards who and Avery Bradley and Isaiah Thomas, who have really given the Hornets problems. And I think the Hornets have to prove that they can shut down two really good guards. And that's their last chance, at least in the regular season, to prove that. Next comes the New York Knicks. That's That game is tonight. Carmelo Anthony will return to the lineup for the Knicks. No Kristaps Porzingis for the Knicks. But... You know the the Hornets have to rebound. I mean, they have to get this victory. the the play The playoff race is still tight. Still a game and a half, still only a game and a half behind Atlanta. But I think you look at that Boston game, and I think you look at the Celtics in general, and think that's the team that the Hornets can move ahead. Miami and Atlanta both winning their games last night, and Miami beating Detroit. They have one more game against Detroit. I look at Miami's schedule, and I think they could run the table. So I think you look at Boston, the Hornets have a head-to-head game against Boston, and Boston still has to play uh, Atlanta and the Miami Heat. It's always tough to gauge these situations, though, because you don't know what lineups each team is going to run out there. So it's always tough to gauge this kind of thing. But I think Boston still has a difficult road ahead, and the Hornets, again, have that head-to-head game. So if they can get a victory, something that they haven't been able to do, but they also haven't had Courtney Lee. And a lot of this is going to depend on health for the Hornets. Can Batum get back to 100% and do the Hornets decide, okay, we've given this a great shot. Kimba looks tired. Batum is ailing. Let's get some rest. Let's give it a go at the sixth seed. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right strategy. Or it or it could be time to see if they can develop some kind of physical presence inside, and I don't know if that means finding 
Spencer Hawes, who is very aggressive on offense, struggles a little bit on defense, but is an okay post defender. I don't know if that means finding him more minutes or you know, using Tyler Hansbro in some way. It's so late in the season, though. Those kind of adjustments, it just doesn't seem like something that the Hornets or Steve Clifford would really be wise or willing to explore this late in the season. But there's certainly there's certainly something missing. There's a physicality, there's an intensity that is missing across four quarters. You see it in bursts. You saw it in the fourth quarter against Toronto. You saw it in moments against Cleveland. The team can turn up the heat. But there's a question of why why can they not What's missing? Why can they not turn up the heat in the first quarter and make a statement? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that question. And certainly, it has to be a question that the team is asking itself. So we'll look ahead to this New York Knicks game. Uh, we'll be on Twitter at Hive Talk Live. I have uh, on the podcast. I've released both the full interview that we did with Jonathan Abrams, author of the book Boys Among Men, and also. The Inside the Locker Room segment will be going live at uh, noon. So both of those segments in in their full audio quality will be uh, going up on the iTunes and Stitcher sites. So check those out. Uh, We're really proud of those. It was a big thing for this podcast. So uh, uh, check those out. A lot of great information, uh, a really, really good listen. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Hive O'Clock Alarm. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of what happened in New York. And again, we'll be on Twitter at Hive Talk Live, live tweeting the game. Until then, all hail the teal and purple. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.